Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast 1993. I'm your host, uh, Sean Patrick. Joining me is Amy Kay. Hi. And MJ. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, we're talking about a movie that was released on February 5th, 2000, or February 5th, 1993. Uh, yeah. <laughs> February 5th, 1993, 30 years ago, Loaded Weapon 1, starring Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio Estevez. Right. So, I mean, that's so far... We have watched some of the worst movies of 93, and we're just getting into it, but this finally was a nice reprieve. This is an actual good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actual good movie, with actual real laughs. Genuine, like, not, like, not, not, we're laughing because of the movie, not at the movie. Right, like, yes. Like, <laughs> like body of evidence. Children of the Corn is, is ostensibly a very funny a f- much funnier film, I it's would say. It's a dark say. comedy, the laughs, of the Corn. Uh, the laughs of that film are much harder, but they're not intended. Right. <laughs> this is like the good kind of guttural laugh that you're like, I really enjoy this. I'm actually laughing because I'm enjoying it. This so. is a Lethal Weapon parody. Lethal Weapon, one of the biggest hits of the time. Mm-hmm. And inescapable hit. And uh, they decided to parody that with Samuel L. Jackson in the Danny Glover role and Emilio Estevez in the Mel Gibson role as the Suicidal cop with a dark backstory. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> He's a loose cannon. <laughs> He's got nothing to lose. All because his dog He's a went nom. missing. Yeah, he's a nom. <laughs> you, you hear, you see him, you know, we, we learned right away, and just like we did with Mel Gibson in, in Lethal Weapon, that he lost somebody very special to him in the beginning, and that's what makes him so crazy. Yeah. But it turns out to be his dog, which I think is great. I, I, I believe that. His you dog, know? Claire. His beautiful dog, Claire. Claire. Claire, he used to lick his toes. <laughs> Bury his, his nose in your garage. Is that what he said? She was always really excited to see me. <laughs> oh, and just, you know, just right off the top to Samuel L. Jackson... I forgot about how funny he was in this. And there are just moments that I'm just like, wow. Because he, he can pull off comedy. He's damn good at it. But, yeah. It was it was kind of hard. Like, I kept watching it through MJ's eyes because all of these... And you have, like, little bits of parody of these films in, you know, like, we've got your basic instincts. we got, like, these little kind of callbacks to 90s films already. Um, especially 92. Because, what well, we reference... Wayne's World, we ref- like uh, so much that of these blockbusters, but um, watching it through MJ's eyes only because I kept thinking they're not going to get some of these <laughs> references. So it, like, and I felt really bad because we're both like, oh, see, there was this, but this happened back then. <laughs> like, it's great for Sean and I to uh, watch it. But... There's a bit right at the start where where Emilio Estevez goes into a. Uh, a convenience store and is reading magazines and suddenly a bunch of magazine inserts start to fall out. It's like, <laughs> there's, a, I mean, you you don't even have pop-up ads anymore, really. Nope. I, mean, I mean, yeah. The, the things that might compare to, to this. <laughs> well, actually, I do remember some of them because Grandma always had some yes. in that bathroom. Yes, she so did. I do remember. And you'd open it up the and there a bunch of the cards would fall out. And it's like, there's, there's like a lot of the just inserts just in there and it's just like eh well that stuff is weird Sean turns to MJ and says see we had these things called magazines <laughs> rude the printed word the used printed to be a word thing. Uh, this, I mean, he's a, it's a great bit though because he's because then once they once the plot kicks into that moment like thugs come in and like they crack open the eggs yeah. with, with hose inside and then they put them on their heads after they've already revealed who they are. 
that's a solid bit, but then they cut back to Estevez and he's standing and there's just this pile, pile of, those of magazine <laughs> inserts, inserts around yeah. him. And he just has to walk out of them. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's so simple, but it's so smart. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and, and not, you know, just, just to say too, what I, I think probably one of the one of the best parts about this was the the stars littered throughout it. At, there are so many people in this so movie. Many. Everyone is in this movie. Everyone is in this movie. <laughs> I mean, early on we see like William Shatner. We've got Dennis Leary, who I didn't. I totally forgot Dennis Leary. Seeing Van Halen. And yeah, in, Van in Halen. lounge style. Right, and, and Denise Richards <laughs> was one of the the backup singers. It's like wow, all these people are in this. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. The, the Phil Hartman bit's my favorite. Phil Hartman was the best bit. Phil Hartman is playing God, a cop. Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio Estev says show up at this scene that's kind of reminiscent of one out of Lethal Weapon where there's some guys. Uh, you think it's going to be like a suicidal guy, but it's not. It's just a couple of guys who are just shooting from up there. Yeah. So Corey Feldman is there and he just <laughs> he, he fires off a shot after Samuel L. Jackson told nobody shoot. Nobody shoot. And so Phil Hartman is on the side and he's just kind of giggling over it. He goes, you, why, do you, why do you think this is so funny? Why don't you make everybody laugh? And he gets up and he does stand-up. It's so great. With a brick comedy wall terrible, behind him and the Terrible lights. dad jokes. Terrible dad yes. jokes. Oh, but it was so good to see him, though, too. Yeah. I really love that. But we saw, like, you know, we had a, a ton of character actors that we recognized. Like, J.T. Walsh, Walsh was in there. there. Um, Paul Gleason was in there. I mean, just and randomly. We had um, both... Chips cops. We yeah. had Eric Estrada, and I always forget the other guy's name. Yeah, nobody, it, nobody remembers that. Guy. He's just a white beige character, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, that was probably my favorite part to see. Um, and I can't remember her name either. But we kick off this kind of female role in this film with the lady that used to be the uh, the desk clerk in Moonlighting. Yeah. Do you remember? And then like, she, she goes to change and she takes her hair down all of a sudden she's Kathy Ireland. And I, I loved that. I thought it was such a great bit. Such a great bit. That was that was terrific. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's such a smart bit too. Then of course that leads into our Basic Instinct reference because Basic Instinct at this time is inescapable. Right. It's, every it's everywhere. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. And now, MJ, you'd never seen basic instinct no you're lucky <laughs> you only know basically what we've told you yeah, about it yeah, that it's, it's kind of culturally insensitive and <laughs> very sweaty and really Michael moist Douglas-y. yeah it's another moist film from the 90s <laughs> <laughs> well luckily this one wasn't a moist film I get a like, it, it really, felt very dry it, it was dry <laughs> to the touch aside from Emilio Estevez's ass oh my god <laughs> oh, that's true <laughs> It looked plastic. It, it did. <laughs> and I enjoyed that thoroughly. But this whole basic instinct scene, which was so great. So there's Kathy Island. She's on the chair, just like Sharon Stone was in, in basic instinct. But she keeps spinning her chair around. And all of the... Everybody in the gallery were just like... <gasps> like, they were just waiting for that hot it's, So the scene, moment. In, the scene in basic instinct is very sweaty. Uh, it's like a bunch of guys, bunch of cops are interviewing Sharon smoking. Stone. Yeah, they're all smoking and they're all leaned forward. You can smell it in the room. You can Wayne, smell it. Wayne Knight is just covered yep. in sweat. Yep, <laughs> just like every day. <laughs> they're asking her questions, and then she opens her legs, and you see it. And it is the most ruining of VHS scenes in yeah. history because everybody, and myself included, we all did this. <laughs> Ruined VCR is trying to stop it 
Because unless you got the X-rated version, which the X-rated version would actually stop yeah. long enough for you to see it. If you didn't have the X-rated version, you had to pause at just the right oh. moment to see it. Oh. Just so you could see Vag. Oh. <laughs> I have oh. one and I don't want to look at it. <laughs> so, but the I, gag, the gag, the gag in this it, is so it, great. It's such a terrific piece of inversion. Uh, it's really... <laughs> It's really great, and Kathy Ireland plays it great. She okay. Just for reference, Kathy Ireland is no actress. No, you know. I mean, if you watch, um, oh, what is it? Escape from no, not Escape from L.A. L.A. It's a mystery science theater film. Golan Globus. She plays an alien. Yeah, yeah. alien from L.A. Um, and I actually love that, especially the MST yeah. version of it. But the acting is so terrible. So it was nice to see her do a movie that wasn't Golan Globus. That wasn't. <laughs> weird um and and she looked like she was having a lot of fun actually i don't think anybody in this film looked like they were they didn't want to be there you yeah everybody was having a, a lot of fun doing this right she was a uh, a sports illustrated cover model yeah was her main thing like uh, the swimsuit issue she yeah. was uh, all over that for a few years yeah it's true and then she released a clothing line at walmart which was really ugly <laughs> She's like one of those people you like, and you think about her now, and you're worried, like, is she some kind of right-wing anti-vax nut or something? Yeah, like, yes. just that, She lives in that kind she, of... Yeah. I don't know if she is. Like, I don't want to do, impugn her you integrity. But, like, she, that, she's in that sphere she of celebrity. Is. Yeah. Those are always the ones where you're like, oh, you know, they, they're on Twitter, and they've got, you know, the flag next to their name or whatever. Yeah, I... Uh. No, but anyway, so so this this whole bit, and she finally turns around. All the guys in the gallery have taken off all their clothes. They're all wearing boxer shorts, and then it cuts back to Kathy Ireland. Only she's not there. It's an actual beaver, <laughs> gratuitous beaver, gratuitous shot. beaver shot. And it's, it's fantastic. That's probably my favorite scene in this film. It's almost, there's a, like an almost a feminist bit to yeah. the, some of the yes. humor here. It's great. Like it is. I mean, the times Emilio Estevez like openly gay character, yeah, like just clearly openly gay. <laughs> By it, I by love him end. running on the beach with yeah. these dudes. He's just holding hands with these dudes. Like, do you remember this one? Yeah. yeah. No, not that one. Not oh, the other one? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I never slept with him. We weren't that involved. Oh, you get Emilio in a nice red teddy. Yeah, too, wow. Point. I was not Pulling that off. That. Pulling it off. Loving that moment. Oh, I still had the heels on yeah. after classic, they switched back. Like a classic Bugs Bunny gag. Yep. <laughs> totally. So awesome. Where like they come out of the room and one's wearing the other's clothes. <laughs> great. That was terrific. That was terrific. Following a great gag in which uh, John McClane is in. Yes. Bruce Willis actually playing John McClane according yes. to the credits. Uh, the, cop, the bad guys go and actually shoot up his house instead of Emilio Estevez's house. <laughs> He's holding up the white flag. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, that's down the street. <laughs> you blew up the wrong trailer. <laughs> Great! It was great to see it again. You don't you don't expect that. Like yeah. I, I, I saw this in the theater when it came out, and I don't remember that. I do, like I said, I don't remember Dennis Leary. Like it all started coming back. I'm like, why don't I remember that scene? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Tim Curry is in this. I Love wasn't, him. He wasn't quite as good as like a classic Tim Curry. I it's thought. true, but they, I they still like seeing him. Not their proper use of the of your Tim Curry. His his. He needed more. <laughs> Please use your Tim Curry's properly. <laughs> There's no Frankenfurter in this, in this one. But he, he's kind of playing the Gary Busey Lethal Weapon he, 2 role. Yeah, but he's also got the... Uh, he's got... 
Um, a terrible accent? Yeah, well, I, I was, I, I was going to say Alan Rickman in Die Hard. <laughs> you know, he's kind of got like that kind very of evilness. Very thick accent. Very, a great scene with him and, it, with Whoopi, him and Whoopi Goldberg. Him, him and the, the Girl Scout uniform. Dressed the, up as oh, a, yeah, yeah. a wilderness girl. Wilderness girls. Oh, yes, that was great. <laughs> Sorry, copyright, I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> That's a great bit, too, where he just... She just continues to be helpful to him, and he continues to just pop just, bullets at her every time. He keeps asking her questions. Is, it, is that the one on Alpine? Thank you. Shh. Whoopi, I love wait. Whoopi. Park down the street. <laughs> You're never working on Alpine. Alpine. <laughs> oh, it, I, I, we're actually smiling when yeah, we're doing this. I know. These Do you remember how drained we were during Hest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you've never seen like a parody movie before? Um, not a. Well, oh wait, no, I have seen a parody movie. I've seen Spaceballs. Okay. Yes. Okay. Classic. Classic. Yeah, this is in, the, in that vein. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just like I no, yeah, I did see that. Well, what, see, what is amazing about this is that you didn't need to know all the references to find some of this stuff funny. To laugh, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, genuinely laugh. And a lot of them are like more common things in. TV shows and movies that I have seen. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, okay, that's that's funny. Wait, and you've always been pretty adept at figuring out the pop culture references, too, because I mean, you've watched shows that kind of make you, okay, what what's that from? I need to look that up or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I, I try to seek things out to find out why. And that, <laughs> why? To find just out why. Why? Why anything, really? Why? And, like, there's <laughs> gags of this, like, you don't even need that. Like, the, everybody knows about cops and donuts. Like, that's a thing. And there's yes. a great cop donut joke in the movie. A couple of them. Uh, I want a framed poster of a do- of donuts. Of I want it. Donuts. Glazed donuts on a plate. Fantastic. Well, like, just, just randomly, like, they're walking through the police station and there's a hair salon in the back. They've got a fucking... Buffet. <laughs> full buffet. Omelette station. Omelette. Yeah. <laughs> They've got this big espresso maker. <laughs> That's right, and then you've got um, Scotty from yeah, Star James Trek Dewan. popping up there, and yeah. <laughs> just like we can't Scotty make it work. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was absolutely. There's, I mean, again, you can't really go. Uh, well, I'm okay. I, I should probably not say it like that. I was gonna, I was gonna say you can't really go wrong with National Lampoons, but yes, you can. You because can. They trust made, me. Lately, the last yeah, Ooh. the last few years, they made some really terrible movies. They worked with. Paris Hilton on one. Yeah. Oof. Oh Ugh. God. I mean, since I would say since yeah. the late nineties, it's been a while. National Lampoons has kind of sucked, but um, you know, back in the heyday of like seventies and eighties, I mean, everything that they did, put their hands on, was gold. So it's it's a shame that we've lost. It's interesting then, though, like when you look at the National Lampoons, though, like did they have their name in front of a lot of parodies? Well, they did. I, I know Animal House isn't a parody. It's no. a straight ahead. Like, yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation is not a parody. But it's, it's still. A, it was still the writers. It was still yeah. all the people that were were. Yeah. But like this is like this is in the vein of like if for people listening like Naked Gun. Yeah. This is a Naked Gun style movie. This is. A <laughs> they took a shot airplane. at Hot Shots, which I which I thought that was so fantastic. <laughs> I loved Hot Shots, but again, like that's one that I need to go back and watch again too because it might not hold up. But. Very very funny cameo by by Charlie Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. Playing Gurn. <laughs> just so random. He just, just, it's like he's he's trying to get on on screen there too. He's just every, keeps coming back with a line, but yeah, I love that. I loved that. I did, just the references again. I we I think especially you and I were scared to go back to this because this film was made in a time where we're not like we don't like 
we thought we were going to see some pretty offensive shit in here. Yeah, and well, when you look back at Hexed, I mean, again, yeah. Hexed is like... <laughs> well, that just offends single-cell yeah. organisms. You know, <laughs> it offends everything in existence. <laughs> dust mites are angry. <laughs> then you got a body of evidence before that. Yeah. It's like... These are not moving. Sensitivity was not a thing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but this, I mean, there wasn't a moment like I didn't cringe yeah, once, which that I was really surprised. Me. I was expecting to cringe like, over like that didn't uh, hold up well. Yeah, or, or just 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 being lame. I just yeah. thought like it might be lame. Like so often, these things will turn out to just be lame. Like the 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 modern po- parodies, like Epic Movie, and mm-hmm. the they're just garbage. Yeah. They're just basically. Epic movie is basically just a lot of references to movies where they just act out the movie and expect you to laugh. Yeah. Like, here's a guy who's Jack Sparrow, and he just does Jack Sparrow things, and that's <laughs> supposed to be that's, funny. It's not a parody. No. Yeah. No, like, he's wearing the the Matrix outfit, and oh. that's, that's the joke, is that he's dressed as the Matrix. Like... I think the last one that I saw was probably Scary Movie. Yeah. And Scary Movie, like, it was is, okay. Yeah. It, it's as good as the weigh-ins are going to do. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> no shit. But at the same time, like, I mean, I think it, at least they knew what they were going for. It was, but it anything was a, after Scary Movie yeah, 2, don't, like, even Scary Movie 2 is pushing it. Anything after that, though, is pure yep. hot garbage. Put it on the fire. Burn it. Burn yeah. it all. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. But I mean, I think that, that a parody movie can be good if it's if it's written right. I just don't think that we are in an age where you can write parody films anymore. It doesn't seem like we can really... You're not going to get away with the stuff that you could get away with, especially the overtly sexual stuff back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine if they can't parody racism. You know, like, I mean, aside from... Like, you think of Airplane and, like, the whole Jive Turkey conversation. Yeah. I, I think of that and it's like... Well, everybody like uh, the the like one of those awful bands. It's like totally horrible to be right wing now. It's like you can't make Blazing Saddles today, and I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Now I, love I watched Blazing Saddles. Saddles yesterday. It's fucking hilarious, and everybody still thinks it's hilarious. It's true. It's how you do it. It's your intention. Yeah. In your humor that matters. It's not you. You can make the joke. Just you have to make it make the joke well. Yep. You know. That's yeah. Uh, people are going to tell. People constantly tell your generation that that you're just you you can't take a joke, right? That's what you hear all the time. Because you're too woke. It's like, and it's just like, no, you're just saying it in an offensive way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a way to not offend someone <laughs> by saying it. And it, like, just if you're going to say the words "attack helicopter," go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. it's never going to be funny. Nope. Never going to be funny. That was never yeah. funny when it was first said. It's never going to be funny again. Mm-mm. No. No. I'm glad I'm not in your generation, though. <laughs> Honestly, because, I mean, well, because of the, the whole being called woke. What is so wrong with being woke? What is so wrong with, with um, you know, understanding that there are plates in this world that we need to be, you know, caring about? So, I just don't think I can handle it. I'm, I'm way too emotional. Oh, you're hypersensitive. Fuck, Fuck you. No. no, you're trying to take people's rights away and make a joke about it. Well, the hypersensitivity like, is projecting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, totally no doubt. Is. Yep. No totally. question. So, but again. But like, yeah, you know, hey, hey, Jim, hey, Jim racist, you can't say the N-word. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to be funny when you do it. When you do it, it's never got, never going to be. You funny. just sound like a fucking hillbilly. That's you all. You sound, you like, sound an like an asshole. ignorant hillbilly. Because it's your intent. Your intention is bad. <laughs> you come true. into it with a bad intention. Right. You come into it to say something cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, there's nothing cruel about this movie. No, like, it's there's nice. absolutely nothing cruel. I, about I'm this actually, movie. I'm sitting here really relieved, like, because they're 
there just could have been those moments, and I'm so glad there weren't. God, it was great. <laughs> who, um, do you remember, I, I couldn't figure this out, who played um, Hannibal Lecter in the beginning? Oh, of it was F. Murray Abraham. I knew it! I just, I looked at his face, and I'm like, I know that guy, and I could not place his name. Okay. Academy Award winner for playing Celieri in uh, Amadeus. Oh my god. Now there's a movie I need to go back and watch. Uh, Amadeus is one of the greatest films of all time. you got Tom Holson, though. You can't, you can't go wrong. Every but, time I hear that word, all I can think of is Linda. What? She goes, Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> oh, on Bob's? Yep, Bob's pounding it into the wall, <laughs> trying to get these raccoons to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that episode. It's such a good episode. <laughs> it is a good episode. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, would you, if you saw this, and now from what you've we've told you about parody films, would you go back and watch some of these now or do you think it's like okay I, this is okay but I, this is not my kind of film well it's like i i would watch them if they were like this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think i think hot shots is like this i, I think, think so naked too. gun one and two are definitely like this mm -hmm. uh, airplane airplane of course hilarious yeah. blazing saddle though fantastic wow. yeah yeah all of those <laughs> see that that i would do a kind of marathon of those if you're gonna if you're gonna do parody i would do those but this movie, I think, um, again, I, I'm just so shocked that it held up so well. I'm just so shocked that it's not talked about now. Yeah. How, how does this not? How does this not have a, a cultural footprint? I think that's. You know, I was thinking about that too yesterday. It's like, yeah, we, no one really ever talked about this movie, and so that had me worried, thinking, okay, maybe it just wasn't good. And yeah. I went back and I read some reviews, and it's like, no, some of the reviews were, were pretty fun and. So, yeah, it, it just, what a relief. I mean, <laughs> you're just holding your breath, especially, but you get your... It's also an example, like, you can do this without being an asshole. Exactly. You can make this movie without being a prick. And they had the 90s sax sting. I mean, my God, <laughs> that's my favorite part. Like, the opening scene, it's like, yes! <laughs> 90s sax scene, there it is. I need it. This so. was directed by a guy named uh, Gene... Quintano, yeah. who, what, just totally random, this guy, <laughs> he was an American film writer, screenwriter, producer, but he also started his career as a Xerox salesman, <laughs> his own office supply company. See, people, you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. You can go anywhere, make no sense with your choices. Exactly. He made and his money doing that, he threw a bunch of money at 3D, made a little bit of money in the 3D realm, and that led to him getting into movies. What did he do after that? Like, I'd never heard of him. Ever. Just about nothing. Wow. <laughs> it's so, it's such a weird career. He went from this to Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, God. And <laughs> he was the writer on, uh, or I guess he was just the writer on that one, and the writer on Sudden Death. His final movie, prepare yourselves for this. Oh, no. Gene oh, Quintana's final credit came in 2004 on the family movie Funky Monkey. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Right. Matthew Modine and Roma Downey. <laughs> I know what we're doing. I know what we're going to watch. Oh. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, he did a great job with this. I mean, he did. Some of my, like, <laughs> some of the best things were in the background. When they're in that, when they're at the crime scene and those cops are taking pictures with the Larry Bird uh, cardboard stand up, loved that. <laughs> when they're when you're walking by and there's cops doing flower arrangements yeah, yeah. at the crime in. scene, <laughs> these the little and they're so, but they're blink if you yeah. you'll miss it. I mean, they lose Dennis Leary's body and the dog has it. 
Just laying right there and they walk right by it. He's digging a hole ready to put him in it. He sees this dog called Sport that kind of looks like his dog Claire and he's playing with it. And then all of a sudden you see him in the background and they're like, are they fighting or are they making love? I, I think they're really tell. fighting, I was but I'm not like this, entirely they're sure. They're like, in a, in a tussle. It was very clearly a... Uh, a stuffed animal yeah, dog. Which is even better. I fucking <laughs> yes. love that. Those little tiny jokes that you like him every time he has a he, he, anytime he's shooting, he's just rolling on the ground doing a barrel roll. <laughs> and Mel Gibson did that like how many times in the Lethal Weapon movies? I feel like he did that quite a bit. Quite a bit. I loved that. But you know, again, going back to that dog, that doll, did you not get like um, Children of the Corden vibes with the old lady that's <laughs> the window. Yes! <laughs> it was an electric wheelchair, and then it wasn't! <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, so I, I, I would tell anybody, go back and watch this, because I don't think you'll be disappointed. I was shocked. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I still am kind of surprised. Yeah. I keep looking for something to be wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm going back through it myself. But I would recommend this movie. I would absolutely, if you want to see a good parody, and you've, you, like, let's say you just got done watching Naked Guns, like, now what? Well, I would say Hot Shots and then do this one. Like, why not? <laughs> I, I want to go back to the dinner scene. I go to Danny Glover's house. I mean, Michael, oh. <laughs> they go to Samuel L. Jackson's Jackson. house. His wife, his wife is cheating on him. He doesn't realize. Totally oblivious to it. With the grocer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The they grocer. walk in like all arm in arm too. Yes. They're just like. And he. <laughs> his mom or her mom was has been dead for like six months. He forgot to tell <laughs> her. He forgot to tell her. <laughs> what oh, the did fuck? I forget to tell you. That? <laughs> but like he's. He, meanwhile, Emilio Estevez is seated at the table. They're having pizza. His his. Samuel L. Jackson's son and daughter and dog are sitting around him and each of them starts to play footsie with him. It's such a great bit. Once the dog's paw comes into play with him, I'm just like, this is it. That's it. That was the moment, right? Such a great gig. It's like, this is, okay, I'm I'm okay with this movie now. Yes! I'm all in with this. Fucking loved it. That was was so great. Do you have a favorite gag? Um, That one, I think, I like the door one. (laughs) <laughs> the door one. Which one was the door one? Whoopi Goldberg, and she's. She oh, she first... opened up all the doors. She opens that the was first great. door with all the locks on it. She opens up the, the second the, the door with door. all. The... There's the vault. The there's vault. The... There's like four or five different doors, and then there's beads. Yeah. <laughs> the beads are at the end. I love that. The beads are on the outside. So There's great. Tim Curry dressed as a wilderness girl, but with a Tim Curry face and beard. <laughs> She's just totally like, "Come on in." I'm, the like, the skipping, totally the skipping up to the door. Oh, like, yes. just, you just see the wilderness girl's legs, and then you hear like a little cough, and then a cigarette drops to the ground. Great, fantastic. But, but they and they'd already done that bit too, which is yeah. very funny with Emilio Estevez getting out of his car and he puts out his cigar, a cigarette, then a and pipe. His pipe. He just crushes <laughs> the pipe with his shoe. <laughs> Again, it's just these little touches. They're yeah. just so great. So great. The panes of glass during the final <laughs> fight <Yes>. scene. Just Emilio <laughs> Estevez is just punching people out, and guys are just walking up there and holding the panes of glass. glass for people to <laughs> fall through. Tim Curry falling to his death and then missing the chalk outline and having to move himself over. <laughs> <laughs> that was God. I'm like tearing up. That I mean, was so good. The jokes are inspired. Yeah, they I really mean, are. The, the the big huge canister of gasoline that shouldn't be in a cookie <laughs> warehouse. 
I don't get it. Like, I've been like, why is that in there? And they're like, because that's why we need to set the guy on fire, set the whole building on fire. It's funny because later this year we're going to watch a movie called Last Action Hero. Yeah. And oh my god! I there's a movie. That. There's a part in this movie where where the boss cop, the, the the head cop, is like constantly yelling, and that's a trope of these movies at the time. Is like there was always a black captain, and all he <laughs> did was scream at the heroes. Forty eight hours, lethal ah, weapon. Yes. Like every one of them, Beverly Hills Cop had the screaming black guy who the, the captain. <laughs> And they it's do. True. They take the same actor from this movie and do the same joke. Yeah. In in Last Action Hero. Yep. Fantastic. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. But not not as well. They don't do. It oh, they don't as do well. it as well. No. I just want to hear the Def Leppard song. <laughs> Is it two steps behind. God, I haven't heard that since 1993. That's wow. Crazy. Yeah, it's hard to believe that was this year. That's fucking uh, weird. Thirty years ago. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we're old. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. This was great. It yeah. was great. It was definitely great. An and actual it, good movie on this show. A, a gift to us because we're about to watch some other really crappy ones coming up. There's some. There are some in the near future that may not be nearly as much fun. <laughs> what are some that are coming up? Oh, well, you, you talk amongst yourself for a moment while yeah. I pull that well, up. Yeah, because we've got, we're going to do Untamed Heart, which, <laughs> don't say it. Because I don't want to hear it. And it's one of um, our mom's favorite movies back in the 90s. Um, that's Christian Slater, yeah? Christian Slater. Yeah, Christian yeah, Slater, yeah. Marissa Tomei. Good God, it's going to be terrible. I, I remember the soundtrack for it. Like, I, I remember all of it. We've not done a swishy romantic drama. I think that's fine. I don't really want to do this one. But yeah, so... But, I mean, hopefully we have more like this where we can have a little vacation from the pain. I mean, how much of a vacation will uh, will uh, the crying game be? <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Again, another killer soundtrack right there. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And Isn't that Boy George? Yeah. Fuck yeah. God, I remember turning on the radio and you, like, you'd hear like a really banging 90s track and then all of a sudden it would go into the crying game and you're like, oh, well, I'm depressed for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> then it would lead into Annie Lennox's why. You know, it's like, God, just kill me right here. <laughs> so depressed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's gonna be great. Uh, that's in the very, uh, very near future, I believe. I kept thinking that was ninety two. I don't know why. No, it was ninety three. So, oh god, bodyguards not this year, is it? I no, don't that was ninety two. Think so. I swear to God, I don't that was remember I don't for sure. Uh, just pulling up the 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 list of what's coming up. We have uh, on the twenty sixth. You have a choice between Army of Darkness, El Mariachi, or Falling Down. God, those are all ones that I would sit through. But falling down, it's going to give me anxiety. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Army of Darkness, I for fucking sure. I can't imagine that falling down has aged well. No. No. Although, like, I, my friend Jack, he used to tell me, he goes, you know what my favorite movie is? It's falling down. And I'm like, why? He's like, because haven't you ever just felt like, wouldn't it be great just get out of your fucking car and just start shooting the fuck out of people? I'm like, no. No. No, I've never no, felt that's, that. that's never... I feel angry sometimes. <laughs> I feel concerned for that guy. <laughs> well, he ended up going off to like, like Bahrain, and like he, you know, I mean, he, he, he went through it. So, yeah. 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 But I mean, what else is? I mean, what else is coming up then? CB four. Oh, Chris Rock. A far off place. No, that sounds sad. Fire in the sky. That sounds awful. That's a alien abduction film with DB Sweeney. I've heard of that. Fire you in might the have. Sky. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Just another girl on the IRT. What? <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. That's a, we was, lived through '93. It was an indie movie. It was quite quite popular at the time. Okay. Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda, which is like one of my all time guilty pleasures. Yeah. But that comes out the same week as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Fuck, we have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, on the regular show, Bob and I did uh, did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when it came out in '90. Yeah. 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 I great was soundtrack, blown away how great that movie is. Yeah. I was never a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guy. It was kind of like slightly younger than me. When I got to a point where like it, when it came big, I was like, I was already too old for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You were 14. I was already too old for Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> I Turtles. I was 13 and I fucking loved it. <laughs> Those pudding pies, the they toys. were green on the inside. I, the, the, the toys were for younger kids, though. Oh, yeah, I, was, I didn't have the toys. Yeah. But I love the pudding pies. I... <laughs> No, they so were green I, on the outside. I didn't really get into the Ninja, Ninja Turtle thing, and then Bob and I did that on the show, and I was like, "This movie is amazing, legitimately." Like, not even, not even kidding. I was really like enjoyed the movie. Wow! And then you get to like two, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't care about this so much anymore." Yeah, I didn't think two was as good, but I didn't think it was that bad either. The first one has an excellent soundtrack. I still have it on cassette. I have no memory of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 at all. I don't either. That's why I think we should watch it, because it's probably really bad. Uh, Born Yesterday is coming up, along with uh, something called Hear No Evil. Hear No Evil? I know that. Don't I know that? Uh, it's not that Gene Wilder, Richard uh, Pryor I was going to say, I'd sit through that. And uh, Married to It? That sounds weird. But probably the one we're probably going to end up watching is The Opposite Sex and How to Live with Them. <laughs> That sounds like it's going to be off. I already hate it. Bring it on. It's just going to be terrible jokes about men are from Mars, women Women are are from from Venus. Venus. I've got a yum yum, you've got a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't men put the toilet seat down? Women be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, she spent all of our money shopping. You can't give a wife a checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) My dinner was cold. Oh, get Daddy a scotch. <laughs> I'm sorry, now we're doing bits from Kevin James' Yeah, show. we have to stop that. <laughs> we need to stop that right now. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, so see, you know, everybody should watch Loaded Weapon. Absolutely, sure. Loaded yep. Weapon is fantastic. Mm. It yep. is so good. I can't believe they didn't make another one. Yeah, you'd think that they would have. I would have thought you'd like totally be up for making another one of these. I just, you know what? I'm kind of glad if they don't because I mean, they made the David made the joke sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even better though, because honestly, I it probably wouldn't be like this. I like that this is just kind of a little hidden gem, you know, and it yeah. doesn't have that long, drawn out. <laughs> sequel bullshit so it's so good good, (laughs) it is so good fucking uh we didn't even mention john lovitz yeah doing the joe pesci character joe pesci's character with the blonde hair (laughs) and he just he keeps showing up out of nowhere biggest laugh in the movie he's on a gurney he's being loaded into something you think it's an ambulance and he's talking to samuel Samuel jackson Jackson, i'm gonna be okay am i gonna be okay you're gonna be great buddy then they slip the the corner zips up the bag they toss his body into the ambulance the quarters man. Yeah. <laughs> Great fucking bit. Like so one of the good. biggest laughs of the movie. 
He shows up during the the interrogation scene. Right. Yeah, he just keeps back. showing up throughout the movie. I like. like when, I thought you were dead. <laughs> right. When they yeah. go to Luger's boat to to disarm the the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And then he shows up with a, like a little sailor cap on. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to help you. <laughs> and it's it is, no. he's like this wire's got your name written all over. It actually says Becker on it. <laughs> God, so good. So good. Really proud of Emilio Estevez on this. Yeah, one. that's it, he did a hell of a yeah, job. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was fucking great. Yep. Kathy Ireland was great. Yeah, not, we already mentioned a, Shatner. Shatner's oh, the bad guy in this he, movie. And, and, and actually, I really liked him. Like, I normally don't like him in anything <laughs> yeah. at all, but I actually enjoyed him in this. Well, Shatner's so weird because it's like him trying to do parody is strange because he's such an outsized parody just of his own existence. His, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that moment though, he he sits on the couch and then he, he after he just dunks his head in the water, <laughs> he and then he gets it on a brush and a, and a blow dryer and just starts drying off Home right there. Hair. And I'm just like, where does it plug in? <laughs> it's not plugged in. Enough. That's the great. No. And he's just he's on a couch in the middle of the room. <laughs> I really wanted Which is it a variation to be on a joke that like I think they did Naked Wep uh, na- uh, Naked Gun, uh, where like. Uh, Leslie Nielsen like gets blown up, and then the next thing he just he just goes he just shakes his head and his hair is back in place and that's and I, I thought they were gonna go there with this they, with that yeah, one yeah I thought did, he was gonna be they dried totally off did like and, a nice little silly variation yep. on that where he does he doesn't even go completely dry no because the sides of, yeah, the sides, <laughs> he's he's a little he's a little waxy in this movie I'd say a little waxy but the that's tube looks good waxy. yeah the, the tube, tube looks good like you good. believe he's a bad guy yeah. <laughs> he's so. putting cocaine in cookies. <laughs> In Girl Scout That's a cookies. Great way to smuggle he needs, cocaine. But he needs microfilm. Yeah, what, he needs a microfilm what was to the teach microfilm? him how. What the was microfilm it? was to teach him how to put the cocaine into cookies oh, without it being detected. I, and, and why did he not know that already, though? <laughs> and you've already got. Yeah. He's got so many cookies made already. <laughs> and they keep testing these cookies and they have cocaine in them. <laughs> so obviously it's working. <laughs> but but Tim Curry's up on that bridge where all the cookies like are on the those moving whatever yeah, they are belts. conveyor belts <laughs> and Emilio Estevez walks up and he's right there and Tim Curry says I've been waiting for you and if you look at it in the on the table in front of him he's got a TV and like six boxes of old <laughs> Chinese <laughs> he's food literally been waiting. he's been waiting all the time <laughs> I thought that was so understated so oh, subtle brilliant. that gag absolutely. I love that love that <laughs> absolutely Great cast, great, great everything. Yeah, Absolutely. so shockingly good. Mm-hmm. I can't even. <laughs> yep, I would watch that again. Like if it, if it, if I were flipping channels and that was on, I'd sit through it again. And I never do that with, especially with parodies. It's like, yeah, it's funny, it's funny. Watch it once and you're done. But I would definitely watch that one again. <laughs> and it's like apparently just like the last good one of these that was made. Yeah, like, it sure seems. Scary like movie it. again is kind of. I guess just maybe. the one, but even yeah. that is pushing it. So even that one is like if you, I bet I'm, I would be concerned that would hold up. I can. The only joke I remember from that one distinctly is a joke about uh, Lachlan Monroe's penis, yeah. being super super small, <laughs> and then having a picture of it, and like that's he's like he's being blackmailed with it. <laughs> No, that'd be it then. <laughs> that's the old. But that's, that's the last like, time you left. That's the last joke I can remember. That no wait. The the weed whacker joke with uh, with her privates. Yep. She is she t- he takes her pants off and like the the bush just <laughs> juts out into the air and like the guy playing the Skeet Ulrich character has to get like a, a weed whacker out to try and get to her vagina. That's, that's the joke. That was where I started saying after that scene I started saying let your garden grow. <laughs> My sister and I would say that all the time. You, you, sister, you gotta let your garden grow. You know, just be natural. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. You've ruined gardens for everybody. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> eh, not that many people like it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even like mine, but I mean it's there. You can have it at a price. With a weed whacker. With a weed whacker. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all the show is. <laughs> a nice little wah wah. <laughs> First impressions, just guessing what you've heard now about Untamed Heart. What do you think it's about? Uh, well, it should be interesting. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. She's closing her ears, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I don't know why that disturbs me so much. I don't know. There's. Do you, do you think you're gonna cry during it? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, but with with me, you never know. It's That's true. Kind of a weird. I could be wrong. Game. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of the David Duchovny Mini Driver movie. Maybe that's the one. No, the... because he got the heart from her. Or oh no, no, she got the heart from his wife. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And I like so the, that. So the movie. the premise of that film is that <laughs> Mini Driver David Duchovny's wife died. Mini Driver got his wife's heart, and then he falls in love with Mini Driver because she has his wife's heart. Isn't that weird though? That is so fucked up, yes. right? <laughs> I, I, I still love that movie. I don't know. Well, That's Mom and I used to watch it all the time. Return to me, yes. I did. But then the more you think about it, it's like, wow. So do you love me for me? For your wife's heart. Although that's kind of like a uh, a movie that I've seen that was also a book, um, The Host. Mm-hmm. And um, it oh, was the like... Host. yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like, um, he, she was in love with him because she was in his body, or in this woman's body that loved him. Oh. This alien was inside. Yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. Oh, Saoirse Ronan was, was in the like, movie. The host. Saoirse Ronan was in the movie of that. I didn't see that. I don't think I want to see it. It's not, it, it doesn't, it's good, it's, I loved it in book form, I hated it in movie form. Mm-hmm. It was choppy, it was weird, it was just, none of the characters looked right, it was just weird. Yeah. I was going to start a bit to see if, uh... If the premise of this movie, Rick, was anything close to a supernatural episode, because I was, re- I figured you could probably relate anything to a supernatural episode. Probably, I probably could. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's the there's the convenience store episode of uh, there, and it's kind of like the beginning with the slushies, but <laughs> the slushie actually just kind of falls out, and Cass is trying to, or as he's called then, it was, um, I believe he went by the name. Oh, I don't remember what name he went by, but he was, like, trying to get it... Steve. He was trying to get it back into the thing, and it was just not working, and the slushies just falling Oh, out. my God. Oh, my God. We've lost the plot. <laughs> Every week I'm going to ask you if the movie we watch relates to an episode of Supernatural. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. How did this... This movie made... Uh, Loaded Weapon 1 made $51 million dollars, and it had, it did not have our, our favorite actor in it. Like how did the most talked about actor of the of the time? Jurgen. Jurgen Prochnow wasn't in this. God, and, and everybody was, was in this success- movie. Everybody's in it except for Jurgen Prochnow. Jurgen, I'm sorry. Why? How? I just wanted him to be in every movie in 1993. Well, I mean, everybody did. Every, he was yeah, the world's most beloved did. actor. He everybody he did. brings the he brings the light to every movie. He, he we're gonna Mandela effect him into pop culture history. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrifying! Now that's a movie I would watch. A hundred years from now, people are gonna be researching Jurgen Prochnow. Who's the biggest actor in the world? I don't see this anywhere. Oh, then there's gonna be a YouTube video, really ominous, like 
how did history remove Jurgen Prochnow? <laughs> One podcast <laughs> recorded the history, the timeline in which Jurgen Prochnow was the biggest star in the world. I love how every single podcast we always end it with something about Jurgen. <laughs> Except for the last one, I think. Wait, we, we didn't we, talk about Jurgen last week? We forgot to talk about Jurgen last week. week. <gasps> I know. It's an incomplete historic record. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we have to go back and, just go back and like, add on. Just say his name at the end. Just... What was Jurgen doing this yeah. week? Check the National Enquirer. You know what? For now, he was on the cover every week. He was. He was, because he was everywhere. He was dating uh, Madonna. He was featured on every album. Um, he was in every TV show. Remember that time NWA did a song about him? God, I love that song. <laughs> I've listened to it 47 it's times. <laughs> Automobile for ch- featuring Jurgen Prochnow. It's the greatest end of you. Now we have to go back time. and make a song I will, so we can <laughs> seed him into history. Yes. <laughs> if you're a listener with that type of talent, please. Please contact us. <laughs> Get in touch. We'll change it to back in time as well so the, the time stamp Make will sure look it sounds correctly. like it. Put it on a VHS and just drop it off at a, at a Goodwill. Somebody will pick it up. For their YouTube channel, like what the fuck? Oh God, I would, I would love that. <laughs> That's a Christmas miracle right there. I want that. To By the way, that's the only way you can get the video portion of this podcast is on VHS. You have to <laughs> order it from us from the website. We'll put it. We got it on a VHS. We'll mail it to you. Six five six five Pueblo, Colorado. <laughs> that's why you're not on YouTube. It's the only the only way you can get it is on VHS. <laughs> Order now. Order now. <laughs> I tell you that I like just relating back to the, this movie, but not really like to the movie that inspired it, *Lethal Weapon*. The only time I ever got scammed over the phone was I was watching a late night infomercial for yeah. a three pack of loaded *Lethal Weapon* movies, and I called and I ordered it for ninety nine dollars to get all three movies on VHS, and it never came. <gasps> You're kidding! Broke my heart. Oh, yeah. It's sitting in some you know warehouse <laughs> in Culver City, California. We're gonna record over one of those <laughs> yeah. for this podcast and use it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to say about Loaded Weapon? Uh, it may have at one point, but it's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> we've said it all. You're already getting ready for Untamed Heart, aren't you? Oh, it's it's gonna be something. Do you know why his heart is untamed? Stop! (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna watch the movie. I know, but it still bothers me to even talk about it. I know what I'm getting into. You're gonna be able to talk about it after? No! Well, alright then. (laughs) You're gonna have to. It's a a podcast. You're gonna let MJ just talk for me. (laughs) Amy doesn't want to talk about it. Close your ears. Close my ears. Yeah. All right, next week, Marissa Tomei, Christian Slater, Baboon Hearts, Untamed Hearts. Oh! 